That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Tonight, we got them. Goldie and the Salt. This is a chemical, chemical, disgusting, 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 Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of A Typical Disgusting Display, a podcast for writers by writers who hate writing. And, uh, you know, we're, we're coming to you this week. We know it's been a tough week. Uh, and we were, we talked behind the scenes about, you know, do we want to do this? Is it, a, is it appropriate to do this week when everyone's uh, grieving and pissed off? And then, Goldie, what did, what, did, what did we say to each other about that? Tell the folks where we landed and why we landed there. It's just so hard in a time like this. And, and you know, part of you wants to say, hey, look, maybe there's some value in people who enjoy this, just giving them something. But on the other hand, it feels so weird and, and, a, and a little bit dismissive to just say, you know, this didn't happen. Let's talk about main characters this week. Yeah. Right. You know, or how you develop a, a convincing antagonist. And, and like, I just, to be honest, my heart wasn't in it. But then as we went back and forth as to whether we do the podcast or not, it, it sort of, to me, became something of interest in writing, which was, as a comedy writer, how do you get through a time of crisis, whether it's personal or national? And now we've been doing this long enough. We've been through a number of these. You know, we were doing stand-up on 9-11, yeah, um, and, I was at Kilbourne, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I wasn't yet. I was just doing yeah. stand-up, and, you know, I was the, working on the Cleveland show, and my my dad fell and broke his neck in the shower and was dying for a year. I mean, so yeah. I thought maybe later in the show we could just sort of, as a topic, go into this stuff a little bit and how we've coped over the years with doing this. Yeah. Um, you know, I think part of me would like to address the issues at hand, but I don't think that I have anything to say that hasn't been said. I, I, I don't think that there's some sort of critical mass of voicemails that will provoke Mitch McConnell to change his mind about right. this gun control we so desperately need. And look, I've, I've shot a shotgun. It's fun. Okay. Like, yeah. yeah, it can be cool to shoot clay pigeons. I get why people might go, might want to own one, but you, you just say, Hey, could could we maybe work at keeping them out of the hands of destructive? Could we maybe put any safeguards in place? Like you have to have a fucking fishing license 
to go fishing most yeah. places. Can we put yeah. anything? Yeah, even hunting. Can we try anything? But you know, is is it productive for me to go into a, a whole rant about that? I don't believe it is. So I'll I'll leave yeah. it. I'll leave it there. But you yeah. know, it's 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 a disgrace. It's a national disgrace. And these people who get all their identity from these guns and can't imagine a self without a gun or can't imagine having to take a short exam or to have to have some sort of fingerprint safeguard on their gun to me yeah. are just fucking assholes. Yeah, I agree. And, Very and well a said. story. I don't know what else to say about yeah. them. And it's well, like, well, it's true. Go, it, yeah. What do you say about it? You just think you're a fucking asshole. Like look around. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I believe me. I agree with that. Was that and, helpful? No. And I, well, <laughs> yeah, I think we're hopefully preaching to the choir. It sounds like with a lot of our listeners. Um, and if we're not, fuck yourself. Yeah. I don't care about you. Fuck off. Uh, there you go. Very <laughs> you well. Because every time on Twitter, I've talked about guns a little bit, and then I instantly, if I say anything about gun control, I, I would get death threats, and it's like, yeah, you shouldn't have a fucking gun if your instinct right. when someone brings up hey maybe yeah. you need to keep your gun in a fucking case you're like well i'll kill you right I know. like that don't have one you shouldn't have it you idiot yes yeah you're right well said you're right and it you just know. seems like you know the the solution like it, it's a cancer on our society and thankfully people have thought of how to try to treat cancer they're trying they haven't cured it but they're they're trying the, i know the answer to cancer is not more cancer you know right. it's not like oh, that cancer needs cancer right that just right. it doesn't work so anyway we're not going to again Steve Kerr, I thought, had a great oh speech God. that was all Incredible. over the place. Yeah. That it was, the uh, evidence you know. and the and the eloquent takes—they're all out there. Yes, this yeah. yeah, and it's the, not going to be solved here. But, right, right. You know but this the notion point, that like that that then the solution everyone comes well donate to this and donate. The, the solution isn't like what money do you need? Just fucking put a rule in place. Like I know, enough. I know. I know, I know, and uh, the I'm gonna forget his name. I think it's Murphy, the senator from uh, Connecticut, mm-hmm. who very had a great speech like that day. What are we doing? I think we could call it the "What are we doing" speech, yeah. and and that was the best. It it felt and and not to put everything in terms of entertainment, but like that felt like the Mr. Smith goes to Washington moment in the in the senate who knows i know who knows it doesn't matter but it, you know what those words will ring for a while well, they were captured the official record um anyway so we're not going to get to the bottom of that but but where no. we come in which i thought was and goldie you said but we this, don't want anyone thinking we are not thinking about it no of yeah. course we are of course it. we are yes, but yeah. but where where you came in earlier on this notion of like are we going to do the show this week and uh, your point was great, and you brought it up, and instantly I was like, you're 100% right. The, this lesson of, as a writer, writing through crisis, writing on days when you absolutely don't feel like it, and you're questioning whether you should. Yeah, I know every that's day. every day. But, but like, I mean, there's on, the, on the real days. Yeah, some days are writing. worse than others, yeah. and, and yeah. certainly this week has been full of bad days, but we decided it's, it's a lesson yeah. in comedy writing. And I mean, writing. we both, like this week, we had screenings we had i yep. had a table read yep. i had to write jokes for someone for an event and you know it's i mean maybe we're just talking about it now so i'll i'll sort of say what i have to say and if we want to address more at the end i'll do that but yeah you, you know after 911 rudy giuliani came out and he said like everyone should go shopping 
And at the time, I thought that was one of the dumbest, most ineffectual, <laughs> misguided things I'd ever heard. But right. I do think there is just some value in continuing because what happens when you stop working is that people lose pay, they lose money, they generate more anxiety, yeah. and it it sludges everything up and and discontinues even the the most rudimentary aspects of our life of having a paycheck or you know if if you don't then go to the supermarket then the people aren't getting their hours at their supermarket and then their lives are fucked up and that just putting one foot in front of the other even though you're hurting like it has this ripple effect even though it just feels kind of inappropriate to go like I'm just going about my business but I do think there is some sort of small value in the fact that people do that. Because as we saw with COVID, when we all just go inside and stop, it it hurts yeah. everyone. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. And, you, and you know, you bring up 9-11, and I know you were doing stand-up in New York at that time. And I was just recently out in, in L.A. working for for Kilbourne and and the shows stopped for a few days. You may remember the late yeah. night shows. And that was, you know, because of decorum and also because there was so much news, you know, like the news was just happening all the time. And yes. so you needed that space for news. People were much more interested in that. Then when we did come back, I was in charge of that segment of the show called In the News on uh, oh. on Craig's show. And it was basically, you know, like a mini SNL weekend update kind of thing every night. But in no way derivative. No, not at all. Not at all. But so, so toxic was the word news at that time, like a week after 9-11, that we had to change the name of the segment from in the news. And it was so funny what we came up with. And it was like such a, I, I pitched it and I, I, it was so stupid. But I was pitching just to Craig's sensibilities. So instead of the in the news, that segment was called The World of Whimsy. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you know what a sucker Craig is for yes. words like whimsy and stuff yeah. like that. So I just remember night after night, like in the weeks following 9-11, Craig holding up his pieces of paper and saying, oh, let's check the whimsy. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it got old so fast. Right. No, I was I was trying to picture the night where it was, you know, it had been five weeks and it's like, are we still doing this? Are we yes. still calling it whimsy? I know. I think still... at the soonest possible moment, it was we were like the four seasons late December back in 63. We were quickly yeah. changing it back to in the news. But yeah, we were I was in New York and doing stand up and um one thing I remember was a friend of mine was, you know, was getting married something like the the weekend or two weekends after September 11th. And then right. we had this bachelor party scheduled that was like a week after. And, oh. you know, we we wait, are we going to do this? Or are we just going to call it off? And we decided, like, let's just go go out and see how we feel, but not go into it with any expectations. And so we got to yeah. this place, Sammy's Romanian Steakhouse, which was like Love a New York place. institution. Love um, And back to my original point of just, you know, economic activity can be beneficial. Like we, when we walked in, the people there wept because they hadn't had anyone come in. Wow. And they were so concerned that oh. no one would ever come back into the restaurant and they That's you know amazing. rolled out a red carpet and it was yeah. you know it wasn't I, like I, a joyous evening but it, it i bet they gave you so much free lard <laughs> that's one. That's one of the features yeah, at that schmaltz, restaurant. Is, yeah, they, they, they the give table. you just a tub of lard to spread over your shit. But 
you know, it's it's sometimes just putting one foot in front of the other with these things. Like the stand-up shows, you know, everyone is saying, how can we joke around, whatever. But it's not like stand-up was so significant before. Like, so why does it need to be significant after? It's just something you do because you're alive and want right. to create laughter. So, yeah. And also it's such a it's such a relief. And I know you feel the same way, like, even this week, when you you mentioned before that we had a screening, you know, you had a table read, you were doing other things in the world of comedy in this terrible week. And and I was at the screening and it was nice, you know, to be in a room with six writers and we were making each other laugh. Like it was, it just, it goes, the beat goes on. And, it, and there's right. something like after 9-11, seeing the first comics come out and they, you have to address it in some way. And then watching the most artful of them come up with actual bits that somehow incorporate this thing that you think you can never talk about and will never be able to do anything with it. And like already you can see the gears of comedy kind of like taking on these subjects and understanding that people want to laugh. Yeah. And, you know, just the first big laugh I remember after 9-11, I think was on SNL. It, you know, yeah. like they're they're opening, and I got to give as as crazy as Giuliani is now. You know, back then he was a hero. For, he was a hero yep. for as mayor yeah. of New York. And when he came on SNL, and Lauren asked him, "Is it okay to laugh?" and and Rudy said something like, "Well, why start now?" And it was a, the first like kind of big joke after nine eleven, and and there was just such a sense of relief there. So we're not trying to say here that we're you know anything that important or on that level or we're going to provide that for you but we just felt like here we go like we we're gonna we're gonna give it a try yeah uh jc were you at snl 9-11 and the anthrax scare and all that i was not no but i was in new york i was there you know more recently when trump hosted i was there well that was the best episode ever <laughs> yeah according to goldie well goldie it's funny that you you bring up like working through downtime so in in 2004 i believe i got divorced yeah. and uh and i was like kind of okay and like then i i had you wanted to have dinner with me which was very nice because i think you were doing that thing that my wife always tells me to do with my friends where it's like check in with your friend see how he's doing because i was getting divorced so we went out to dinner and 5 minutes into the dinner and we'd been having conversation do you remember what you said to me yeah I said, dude, you're fine. Yeah, that was I it. That. <laughs> I know, it was That's so really great. That's really sweet. I know, in its way, it really was. And also, it gets brought up a lot. Like, I feel like the dude, you're fine moments, you know, come a lot. So well, as, you, as you grow older, too, you learn that, like, a 30-year-old a who's concerned about their marriage, you're like, yeah. you don't fucking know anything. Like, yeah. Shut <laughs> up. Don't, don't also, right. And of course, nobody knows uh, the depth to which I'm I'm a dangerous sociopath. So there were no real emotions attached to the whole divorce. But the, the you're fine was appreciated. Regardless. I think I actually was just trying to get the wedding gift back. But... <laughs> <laughs> you're fine. Yeah, you then, gave then a nice I... you get, you gave a nice thing. I forget what it was. What was it? It was a very fancy pan. Like to this day, I still don't own a pan that, that fancy. Nice? And somewhere your ex-wife is 
cooking up duck l'orange and all these beautiful dishes for other people. Um, how did I, how first did joke I, of the day. First joke of the day. How did I never call you Fancy Pan? That's the best nickname. That was, I'll give you both. First joke of the day. First joke of the day. That was second. We I need know. one from Danny. We need a second We need something from Danny's second joke of the day. Yeah, but I mean, um, it's, as long as we're, we're already down this path, you know, yeah. I, I, I wanted to talk about you know when I when I was on the Cleveland show again, and it, it was my first scripted job. Like it was important, and I I didn't feel that you know after my dad had had injured himself and gone into the hospital that I could really say, hey, I need a, a month or two months here. Um, you know, I I could have they would you know or, yeah. they would have given it to me. They were certainly kind and compassionate people. But my dad didn't want that either. He said, you're not doing any good here. So I would fly back every weekend on the red eye both ways. And then I would go into work. And then, you know, I got sent out on a draft. And I just remember going like, I I don't know how I'm going to write this episode. I'm in such a horrible mood. And I just got really drunk and wrote it. (laughs) I mean, because you can always rewrite. Like, so... I would say if you ever are going through personal crisis, like just write a bunch of crap in a final draft. Yeah. Hit save. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make sure you have an act one, act two, and act three, and then you've done your friggin' job. And like that's all anyone can ask a lot it's of It's true. It's true. And you know, it, it's interesting. I, I found, and Goldie, I'd be interested to hear how you feel about this, but in those moments, like moments like 9-11, like my mom is sick, my dad is sick, uh, I'm getting divorced, or, you know, God forbid, something like this week with the tragedy in Texas. There's there's a weird energy in the air, like there's an edge that that sort of exists naturally that's not always there. And there's a challenge as a comedy writer to dance on the edge. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's almost like it presents you with... I hate to say it, but it, there's almost like a strange energy that you get inside of you when, or at least I do in these, in these negative moments, it's like, this is, you know, this is the time to be the paid fool. Like it's this the is, younger you child do it. thing that you come into a situation and you want to make everything better for everyone, yeah. you right. know, and you're like the cutest thing. And, Whatever problems people have, you know they're kind of hiding them from you. Right. But you want to be clued in and you want to make it better. I mean, I see it with my youngest kid all the time. Like, she's yeah. always clowning. She's like a little French clown because, yeah. you know, when the, when there's bad things going on in the house. I mean, that was a whole other thing is you you just say, like, am I going to tell my kids about this? And then it's, well, what good would that do? Because, if, if honestly, if someone enters their class with, with an automatic machine gun, it's like, that's probably the end. Like you worrying about it all the time is probably the worst thing, you know. Yeah. And, and it's it's it it just brings up so much darkness and so much, you know, I know. So, so many awful feelings and so much so much heaviness that I think we all kind of in our mind to avoid going insane, we just compulsively start making jokes because yes, it's we're, true. We're friggin' weirdos. It, we are weirdos, and it's you're exactly right. It's a compulsive thing. And the thing is, sometimes the jokes will be bad and not land and be deemed in poor taste. 
but also there are times when they do land and it is you've hit the bullseye there you know the bullseye gets shrunk uh, immensely in these times of tragedy uh, 9/11 this week you know it, it, to hit a comedy bullseye in a time like this is much more difficult so it's that much more satisfying when it happens and i've seen you do it i've heard you do it can I can I say something yeah. really quickly? I feel like we need people like you. Like you guys no, say it's weird. But here I'll tell you why. No, continue. I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. <laughs> when there was like the shootings at like the nightclubs, you know, the, yeah. like for example, there was one in Paris at the Bataclan Theater. And right. I know people who were there in that band and I know Stu had played in that club a month before that. So wow. in order for someone like me who does not make a joke in moments that might be inappropriate or in a way to like protect myself. I just kind of live in fear. And then when somebody can, can come up with a joke, it's very yeah. comforting to be able to laugh through that anxiety and fear. That's what I, I agree. It's like a, it's like a steam release, you yeah. know, for all people in these situations when it's very tense and if you can if you can get it right, it's uh, you know it's a great thing, and that goes back to the point of like, well, why do this this week? And it's because we're not going to stop being comedy writers or thinking of hopefully funny things. Yeah. So why not, as you say, Goldie, just put one foot in front of the other and and just start well, start doing it. One thing I've again. learned is that you're never going to miss the time to feel bad. There will be plenty right. of moments going forward wow. to feel bad. Infinite yeah. moments. Like, uh, my dad died 12 years ago, and I just had a horrible sort of, like, moment of grief two days ago. You know, like, yeah. so t I don't believe in putting on the hair shirt and punishing myself because there are times where I say, I am not going to feel bad at this moment. Like, my, you know, I'm, I think I, I don't even remember if I said on the podcast about how when my mother-in-law passed away suddenly a few months ago, yeah. that I had bought Disney tickets for the next day two hours yes. before yeah, and that I felt horrible kind of going, but my kids have had so much time to feel bad and so many yeah. moments of feeling bad that not having them feel bad at that moment, I don't think... There was a cost to that, and right. and I I think that you know it 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 just as my dad said, life is for the living. Like you have to go on and try to go on. Yeah. Um. And you know, I feel like if I you know just died in this chair, I would hope next week you would you know replace me with Viner and <laughs> you know address it for like three minutes and then yeah. Yeah, go on. Yeah, maybe two and a half. We'll see how tight the show is. <laughs> Yeah, no, we, we wouldn't do that, but uh, you're, you're absolutely right. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And and I wanted to lighten things up a little with a with a happier topic, which is that uh, my wife Tall has COVID. Oh my God. And uh, <laughs> so <laughs> she's actually she's not, you know, she feels like she has the flu, uh, as people okay. have said. Yeah. And uh, but luckily don't don't fret, guys. Um, I tested negative because uh, Tall has implemented a, uh, a no French kissing policy. And uh, oh, good. When did she do that? Uh, Twenty thirteen. <laughs> See, folks, that was a bit. That was a bit that Goldie and I had discussed beforehand. I, I will say you put as, more work into that bit than you put into your first marriage. That's true. Hundred percent true. <laughs> there was a phone call and two texts. I know, that's true. You're right. If I had just done that phone call and two texts with Deirdre, who knows where I'd be now. Um but but yeah, so that was that bit is about as old fashioned as bits go. A two man bit, one man straight man, setup man, the other man punchline. And obviously the punchline being 2013, when of course in actuality it was more like 2015. But uh, we, so we, we worked that out for today. And that goes to, to, to talk about our, our earlier point. It's like we didn't, we weren't stopping. We were going to, we were going to make, we were going to squeeze a little soup from the stone this week. And uh, so I'd like to thank my wife for getting timely COVID to provide us with that little bit. <laughs> And of course, we wish her a speedy recovery. Yes, yes. Uh, no, she's uh, she's a really good patient. You know, she does not complain. She's as tough as they come. And it's actually kind of, I don't want her to have COVID. I don't want her to feel sick. But it is actually nice taking care of her because she never asks to be taken care of. Oh, and yeah. so when there are certain moments that I can kind of step in and, you know, heat up a soup or yeah. <laughs> run tissues up the stairs. Like I'm, I'm all in on that. So yeah, that's nice. Yeah. You're a better actor than you get credit for. Oh my. God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you don't audition more. I, I found myself believing that little. <laughs> you know, I practiced it in the mirror before we started. So. Yeah, I mean, if, you did, if you took a, a couple pages of Chekhov and did sort of the same thing, I think it would work. <laughs> I go to be a caretaker. <laughs> I, I found I enjoyed the process of taking care of someone else. My loved one. Uh, and I but found everyone... within myself a deeper reserve than I had previously <laughs> known could ever, ever but exist. By the way, if you Blackout. ever think... <laughs> Blackout. <laughs> but if you ever think that I'm acting well, <laughs> then you know that it's the truth because I'm not a good actor. And I've proven that time and time again whenever the... You know, I have red light-itis when the, when the mm. cameras start rolling. I'm not... I can't be natural at all, so... Yeah. I don't have Goldie's gift of being a, a perfect doctor in Ted 2. Uh, Goldie, I wanted to bring up something else that was kind of funny this week is because when we were debating what to do with the show yes. today, one of the proposed ideas was that we put together just a little special of Goldie rants, of your rants, yes. which are so fucking hilarious. We get emails like, about them. And instantly... You shot that down. You hated that idea. You yeah. couldn't have been less into that idea. So it tell, felt, tell the folks it felt why. So unearned at oh. this point. <laughs> I don't it know. felt like 
it felt like putting out a greatest hits album after putting out an album. <laughs> right. <laughs> the, the Eagles almost did that, and they did pretty well. Yeah. But it, by it the way, Goldie, didn't... people like you more than you give credit for. I yeah. know you like to play this thing. I know they didn't show up for your book, which is shameful, and you should buy uh, So You Think You're Going Bald on Amazon right now. But don't show they, the book now. They did not, they, you know, <laughs> uh, granted, the, the bald community left you high and dry. But oh. I think the people that listen to this, the people who listen to this, they podcast, left me short they love and worn. <laughs> short, and, <laughs> short and worn. <laughs> anyway, I think. And by the way, right, right. If us we in, do a hundred, if we do a hundred, a hundred fifty, and we go, they're really. I mean, those rants are great, but it's like that, that's not. There's not enough. Oh Jesus, uh, Goldie, I'm thinking more of a week off, buddy. Just say yes. We could have been uh, sitting like Ferris Bueller on the on a pool raft while mm-hmm. JC did everything. <laughs> Why don't we do a moment? <laughs> Your your Alex's finest acting. <laughs> <laughs> and I love my wife. We are devoted. No, that's uh, believe me. The, I, I if if you think I'm acting well, it's the truth because I can't act well. Well, did we do it? Did we uh, did we flog we, that we horse? We put enough? one foot in front of the other. That's for we sure. We did. We put. Yeah. And so now let's let's oh, trip over those. I'm just kidding. Let's trip over <laughs> those feet with Johnny jokes. From Hollywood, here's Johnny's. <laughs> oh, subdued. What an energy raiser. Okay. The announcer's so, not uh, feeling it, and, and uh, he too is yeah. one foot in front of the other. Boy, tough to... I'll try and uh, get us going with some stinkers here. Uh, here we go. Uh, scientists discovered last week that dark matter decay is actually making the universe shrink. And will eventually create an extinction-level event they're calling the Big Crunch. Yeah. Well, uh, nice to know we'll all be eating Nestle's when the world goes bye-bye. <laughs> the, big the Big Crunch. crunch. Okay. <laughs> and here, you you may have heard me uh, use this the little pun crunch before. The Big Crunch that I'm joke go- hitting a wall. <laughs> Here we go. We got another one right behind it to do just the same. Okay. Oh, boy, there seem to be the news a lot lately. Smuckers. Smuckers has recalled several brands of Jif peanut butter due to potential salmonella contamination. A spokesman for the company said, I could offer several explanations, but the truth is we simply smucked up. (laughs) There you go. Smucked up uh, on the board barely. All right, here we go. Maybe you heard about this. It's the end of an era, folks. The last public payphone in New York City will be removed from Times Square this week. Yeah. They gone! They gone. Uh, And the city says the removal will cost $1,000. $999.90 if they get lucky with the coin return. (laughs) Everybody checks it. I don't care who you are. Jeff Bezos checks the coin return. And finally, here we go. Actor Kevin Spacey has been charged with four counts of sexual assault by England's Crown Prosecution Division. Yeah. Uh, Legal analysts say the case could lead to the greatest Netflix series of all time. (laughs) Kevin Spacey and the Crown Investigation Service. Put the two together. (laughs) It's the greatest Netflix series. I didn't get the the Crown. Of all time. A lot of elements there. (laughs) 
right. You know, just putting one sad foot well, in front of the other this putting week. Putting one foot behind the other. Okay, here we go. <laughs> We've t- taken comedy backwards. <laughs> Backpedaling. Uh, here we go. A classic 1955 Mercedes sold at auction for a record $143 million. Whoa. Yeah. It was uh, three million for the car, a hundred forty million for the gas in the tank. <laughs> timely, timely. Here's how you know gas is too expensive. My ex-wife just filed for car support. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There we go. Hacky but effective. No, those are great. <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres. Ellen DeGeneres taped the final episode of her long-running talk show this week. Yeah, and. Uh, I understand it got very emotional when her staff avoided eye contact for the final time. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Well, there is a national shortage of lifeguards, which threatens to close thousands of public pools this summer. And uh, experts say if it's not remedied soon, it could leave millions of children without a place to pee. <laughs> and finally... A recent study shows having more than two children causes brain damage. Oh. Yeah. And I, I, I don't think this is funny at all. I'm just very concerned for Nick Cannon. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you did it. You saved us. You saved us. You know, some oh. some days you just say uh, well, you know, you know, you you fought us to a draw, my friend. After I had uh, tapped out, um, so part of uh, going on and putting one foot in front of the other foot is, uh, let's be honest. And Goldie, you and I have figured this out over the years: letting other people do the work. Yes. <laughs> so, in that vein, we are we are going to empty the. Uh, e- you guys have uh, sent us great emails. We got a ton this week, yeah, uh, which was really nice. On them. Keep sending them, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Could, because if we don't read yours this week, that doesn't mean we're never going to read it because we, we love them all. Send them to a typical disgusting display at gmail.com. But this it just week means we're gonna... they weren't as good as these. <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't quite apply. Oh, and be- before we read, because I didn't, uh, we're, we're not going to read a couple this week, but I wanted to mention them just briefly, was one from uh, Brian Kenny, who has listened to the podcast from episode one, a great guy, and he has impeccable music taste. And he sort of, sort of started to take umbrage with Goldie's treatment of last week's top five, which was uh, '80s songs to listen to while looking out the car window. And Goldie made them all '70s songs and all from Boston. But then he, for, then the, Kokomo, yeah. Kokomo right. was number one, and you won Brian Kenny over with Kokomo, <laughs> which is actually a great lesson in writing, I thought, because you a you went for it, you yeah. did a bit in the top five and you went for it and sometimes if you're doing you're not doing what's asked of you there's a there's an inclination to be like what the fuck but then it was funny enough because you ended with kokomo which everybody knows is kind of a ridiculous number one thing to choose everyone but me window gazing yeah that's right mr jimmy buffett fan mr kokomo (laughs) fan um but that it was a good lesson or would you not rather right now (laughs) Be in Kokomo, as described. <laughs> yes, as described. As, yes, but I would rather if I were in Kokomo, I'd be listening to Bob Marley, not that song. I'll tell oh, you that. Yeah. Well, you're not supposed to listen to Kokomo while you're in Kokomo. You're just supposed to think about Kokomo when you listen to Kokomo. <laughs> okay, 
All right. Anyway, every Brian song Ke- isn't about that song. <laughs> you made it about that. You made it about that by putting it number one last week. So Brian I'm looking Kennedy, at the lyrics right now. Oh, no. It's oh, mentioning look drinking, you, a tropical drink. There's a rhythm of a steel band. They're out at sea. They're oh feeling chemistry. God. And nowhere does they say, and we're listening also to this song as we do it. <laughs> so your Kokomo is like Chinatown. It's a state of mind is what oh, you're wow. saying. I'm saying we'll get yeah. there fast. Thanks, JC. And we'll take it <laughs> take slow. Take it slow. <laughs> anyway, Brian, thanks for that email that we're not talking about, but we just talked fully about. Also, I wanted to shout out uh, Kara Johnson, who uh, I went to high school with. And I'm she's reading that one. very nice. You are reading that yes. one? Yeah. Excellent. Okay, we'll talk about that later. Let, so let's funny get how it. you get all these people from high school and then everyone from my high school hated me. But look at you now. Look at you now. They don't know. They don't know what they're missing. Yeah, they do. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, let's get into some of these emails, okay, JC. So we have uh, our first one up. Okay, so it's from Ryan Walls. Okay. And the subject is, you're great. Oh, you're great. Thanks, so, Ryan. Uh, here we go. JC, Goldie, and Alec, thank you for making this podcast. It's such a great listen, and I laugh my ass off every episode. As a TV wow. writer from Massachusetts with an unreliable bowel, I feel seen. Oh, you are seen, Ryan, especially the irritable bowel thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alec, we share an agent. Rice. And a few years back, you were kind enough to grab breakfast with me at the IHOP I think Mm. you could walk to. Um, I was writing on Modern Family at the time and wanted to pick your brain about animation. Why? (laughs) (laughs) You're writing on Modern Family and you want to know about... I'm living in a mansion and I was curious as to what it's like in an apartment. (laughs) I'm at this blackjack table. I have a 20, but I'm curious what another card would look like. (laughs) I'm having a Rolls Royce. Can someone tell me what it's like to be inside a Prius? Let's go to breakfast. (laughs) Oh, he didn't know. He didn't know. I wanted to lord it over you that I have a real job and a real show while you're slumming and scumming at Fox. I I think I probably ended up asking him for advice. Anyway. Um, He says, as my grandmother would say, what a gem. You guys have done a great breakdown of past shows and movies that have inspired you. And I was wondering if there were any current shows slash movies besides being the Ricardos that have given you a creative boost. Thank you again for all the laughs. Laughs. (laughs) Ryan Walls. For all the laugh would have been better. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Ryan. (laughs) That's uh, it's an interesting question and and one that I think we'll get more into. I don't want to say definitively, but possibly next week. So, Goldie, uh, we've been watching The Offer, yep. the, the show about uh, the making of The Godfather on Paramount Plus, and it's great, really mm-hmm. entertaining. Um, and we've both been hyper-locked on this Bob Evans guy because he's electric on mm-hmm. screen. His So great is his impersonation of, the, of this character, or his capturing of this character. <laughs> so it inspired us to possibly do a bit that I, I don't, again, don't want to get ahead of ourselves here, but I, I think maybe in the next couple of weeks we'll be doing something with that. So that, I think, did inspire us to comedically in a yeah. certain yeah. way. So The Offer, give that a watch. Yeah, I've been watching Barry, but it doesn't inspire me. Right. I yeah. watch it. 
That's how I feel about most things is I watch them and I, I applaud the creativity, but I wouldn't say that I look to other stuff for inspiration in general. Yeah. That's just not how yeah. I'm wired. I, I don't like, I don't like TV about TV. I, I don't know. Right. I, mean, I don't, I don't get my ideas from going like that show's good. I could do something like that. I, I kind of just get my ideas from like, I need more money. Um, right. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Oh, we do have other emails um, that I can get into. Oh, yeah. Go for it. Okay, so this one is from Dr. Mario Ferrari. Hi from Brazil. (laughs) Suspicious, suspicious. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Not at all. Hi, hi from Brazil. I have been thinking about writing this email since you first brought up the address several weeks ago. I am not a writer, never wanted to be, and probably never will, except for the site. (laughs) Yeah, thank you for that. (laughs) Awesome. Thinning our ranks. Except for the scientific articles and books I have published. But this is neither here Mm. nor there. Wow. (laughs) Weird humble brag, but all right. Okay. Um, I have been a Family Guy fan for a long time. And because of that, I became an Alex Sulkin and Julius Goldie Sharp fan. He, he, That's he, nice. he did say Alex. Yeah, um, yeah. And turns out I watched all dad's episodes and kind of liked them. But I absolutely... <laughs> <laughs> the highest praise anyone can give. I kind of liked them. Uh, all right. Objectionable as I was led to believe. <laughs> and then he As followed- your biggest fan, you know, it was okay. <laughs> it was fine. Passable. Passable. <laughs> and follows that with... But I absolutely loved making history. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. Wait, what's this guy's name again? <laughs> Mario, Fer- Dr. Mario Ferrari. Oh, that's, that sounds like Dr. Julius Sharp. It's oh, another, no. this is you. You wrote this in. All this, right, keep this going. This person Let's... with incredible intelligence who's widely published, one of the world's yes. most foremost experts on a number of subjects, is now telling you officially my work is great and your work is passable. Dr. Mario Ferrari. Yes. Yeah. Okay. The reason I'm writing is because I have sort of a curious story concerning dads. I was living in Germany at the time where you absolutely couldn't find content in English on TV. Everything used to be translated. Not sure if that's changed now. And I couldn't stand that. Also, Verboten in Germany is illegally downloading any copyrighted material. The thing is, I kind of ignored it because I had done it for so long, uh, for a long time, to no consequence. And the only time I got caught, I had to pay a 300 euro fine, was because of a dad's episode. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I bet it was one of Goldie's. (laughs) Chances are. (laughs) 
Which... Yeah, we were the prosecuted person who got the debts. <laughs> Which... Who here has downloaded debts? <laughs> Would anyone like Death. to raise their hand and step uh, forward? Knock, knock, knock. <laughs> Is Dr. Make... Mario Ferrari inside? <laughs> this is the dad's patrol. We have several questions for you regarding dads. We know. We know. Or what, would it, what would it be called in Germany? Like Waters? Is that how you say dad? Water? I think in Germany it's known as Das Titanic. <laughs> das Titanic. <laughs> okay, wait. So, um, which incidentally was the last one I ever downloaded or watched? Oh, no. You taught that <laughs> fan a lesson. Yeah. Anyway, I do not think you will read or care, but I thought I should write. I'm a huge fan. You were half right. <laughs> uh, oh, the guy who praised you. <laughs> I can't help myself. You hear that, Dr. Ferrari? This is why no one from my high school likes me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> then he says, I'm a huge fan. Wish I could be a friend. Not sure how you'd spell this word you made up but i wanted to share my weird dad story oh that's nice is his middle is his middle name red because this is getting more suspicious dr ferrari first of all you are a friend yes consider yourself yes you're a friend for sure and he says love the both of you and jc Woo! your podcast became my favorite of all time and i'm an even bigger fan of goldie not sure how to spell this either Take care, Dr. A.M.C. Ferrari. Oh, those are great. I mean, I I still, I'm not sure about Dr. Mario Ferrari. (laughs) I mean, come on. Goldie, how stupid do you think we are? Dr. (laughs) Mario Ferrari, that is not real. And I love Goldie, can I tell you? (laughs) Very suspect. Anyway, thank you for those emails. I mean, to me, if he said, and you... Alec, those were great Johnny jokes. I mean, all all kinds of alarms would have gone off for me. But he didn't, he didn't say that. Yeah. yeah I, well, by the way, I, I would never put that in my fake email because I know that would be bogus. <laughs> Um, all right, so we're not we're not getting to Kara Johnson's email today. Sorry, because of time constraints. Sorry. But Kara, really it was wonderful it. going to high school with you, and I'm so thrilled that you listen to this podcast. That's and very also, exciting for me. She lives in Mill Valley, and she lives in Mill Valley. A, I know she wrote MV, and I thought it was Martha's Vineyard for the longest time, but, but Mill Valley—that's <laughs> what it is. Yeah. All right, so you're safely on the other side of the country for me, Kara. Um, and by the way, you're you're she has a page uh, of uh, her drawings on instagram which i find oh. very fun and interesting like kj doodles or something like that it's oh, very also good. uh carrot growing up in mill valley was like it's like a its own version of utopia for me in the 70s really mill valley 70s oh my god yeah Nothing well you better. were walking from fast food place to fast food place from what it sounded like <laughs> no, isn't, I mean, it well, like that's the isn't it like the yeah, kids that's in et Kind yeah. of, yeah. Yeah, with like you the, ride your dirt bike and you discover a oh, so disgusting amazing. gray alien in yeah. a drain pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare call E.T. disgusting. Not on my watch. Oh, my God. When he was in the drain pipe in the creek. Well, yeah, that was that was scary. That wasn't his fault. He still he was so gray and wet. He was chalky, chalky, <laughs> he because was, he, was, he was ill. He was sick. He was, he was sick. <laughs> sick. We didn't know what to do. And then he died in front of our eyes. I can't believe Spielberg yeah. did that still. All right, well, we are now going to roll into a uh, part of the show that we like to call Top 5. Top 5! 
Goldie, this was your topic this week. Tell the folks what it was. Yeah, it was uh, top five people in history whose lives you would like to have led. Um, all right, let me. Uh, I'll I'll get into it okay. first here. Um, number five, Kokomo. No, I'm just <laughs> so number five. Uh, number five, I had Craig Kilborn. Oh, Craig wow. Kilborn. Imagine growing up handsome. <laughs> And and a great athlete. Like, what a different upbringing. What a different childhood we would have had. So you're handsome and you're a great athlete. And then one day somebody says, hey, you should be on TV. And then you know what? He's on he TV yeah. for a long time. And then he says, you know what? I don't really want to be on TV anymore. I want to just go to great restaurants and hang out in my den. Like, that's a great life to me. Yeah, so great life. We put yeah. Craig in history. I'll give him a shout out there. Number four, very similar to Craig, Louis XIV, oh, the okay. sun king of France, <laughs> beloved by all. You get all the French food and women you can eat. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and just women imagine the king's. Yeah, well, you know, it was a different time. <laughs> you could eat it. women back then. <laughs> just eat them and they would be gone. You would have ingested them. Uh, anyway, it sounds like that was just a blast being Louis the Fourteenth. So I'm in on that. Number three for me was Steven Spielberg. Oh, he's still man. going. Okay. And he certainly had to do a lot more work than I'm accustomed to doing, which is why I like Louis the Fourteenth better because you just get to sit there and have yes. people bring stuff to you. But Spielberg, there's something. The writer in us, the 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 egomaniacs in us that want to be praised. I, I don't think you can have more praise for someone uh, doing a great job than Steven Spielberg. He's like the Michael Jordan of directing. So mm. love that. Number two, here's an odd one. Sevi Ballesteros. Yeah. Wait, who Sevi is that? Sevi Ballesteros is uh, a, a golfer from Spain. Oh, yes. Okay. And he was big in the late 70s, 80s. He is a very handsome, like, sort of like Spanish suave. man. And he's he was great at golf, a, a major champion, multiple-time major champion, and just entering the era where you were making millions. Ah, okay. So it's like to be... Great at golf, this international man of mystery. Yeah. Uh, it just seemed like that would be a very fun life. To Why not be Chi-Chi at... Rodriguez? I, I think I go Seve. I go okay. Seve's a little more suave. He looks a little more like a movie star. I kind of enjoy that. Okay. And number one, no-brainer, Paul McCartney. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cause wow. I tried to avoid people who actually had to do a lot of work. And I know Seve Ballesteros, you practice your golf game a lot. Paul McCartney certainly paid his dues, you know, playing a lot and practicing, getting better. But he was also, he is also touched by the God of music. Oh my, yes. And, and it's just in him. So yes. I would enjoy that. Yeah. Not having, just having songs come to me. Oh, I woke up, I had a dream about yesterday, except <laughs> I called it scrambled eggs. It's like, okay, give me that dream. Give me that, give me that movie dream. Those are my five. Those are good. Um, you know All right, what? thanks. I, I put some thought into it. Well, I have crossover, so maybe I go next? Sure. Okay, go. Cool. I know who it is, too. Do you? Okay, so this was, uh, this was tough. I was trying to find women, so that so my number five. No, it was hard. It was hard. <laughs> Amelia Earhart. Um, what? Amelia Earhart. Wasn't she the she best? She got me alone on died. an island for <laughs> I know, but forever. besides that, just oh. the fact of, I mean, I feel like she just lived 
and was, she had this bravery that I don't have, you know, like I don't have this, like, I'm just going to get on a plane and have people tell me I can't do this and, and just they were do right. it. I mean, but she, <laughs> <laughs> oh she my couldn't. God, I, I think, I think it's for you. It's all, it's all, I think for you, it's all about the jodhpurs. You the just John, want to wear I just the, want to wear in the little the hat. Yeah, in the, <laughs> in the jauntily, just so, as Goldie would say. Um, I'm actually surprised number four wasn't on your list. Um, Tom Brady is my number four. Yeah, I, th- I thought about him. But again, he works incredibly hard. The guy can't eat oh, yeah, a tomato. Yeah, like to work. <laughs> yeah. Right? But, I mean, he's married to Giselle. He's, you know, he's just like, yeah. he's got... Um, number three, another woman in history that I, for some reason, have a fascination with, but I'm, I don't know if she actually led a great life, which is Cleopatra. Um, okay. And, yeah, uh, but that's legit. Yes. And then number two, Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> oh, my <Really>? God. <laughs> I swear. What is wrong Imagine with you? Imagine all the people that she's met. That she's, she's led a very, it seems like, somewhat easy life. Yeah, but her son oh, is, yeah. like, hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein. I don't know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, she failed as a parent, clearly. She's seen clearly. so much and so many people, and she's lived a long life. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. And my, my number one, here's the crossover, Paul McCartney. Yes. <laughs> Good for you. Love it. Hive mind. <laughs> Zero overlap. Oh, oh, God. How many, Number people five. Wrote, how many people wrote Kokomo? <laughs> <laughs> Number five is Bruce slash Caitlyn Jenner. You get to be a man, you get to be a woman, and you get to win the Olympics. No brain. That's great. You you experience so much. You have super rich kids. You run for governor. I mean, you do it all in one life. Wow. All right. Yeah. Okay. Number four. Caligula. Oh, <laughs> gross. You just have no governor on your id and you don't feel bad and you, you do whatever you want. No remorse. Number three, I don't know his name. I don't want to know his name. I'm just calling him that old guy who married Anna Nicole Smith. Yes. If that's what you were doing when you're 90, I assume the rest of the life was right. also great. Yeah. Just, oh, God. He, he That guy, he went out. The right way. Yeah. yeah. Maybe smothered by breasts. <laughs> that might be the right way to go out. Um, number two, Albert Einstein. Oh. You understand more than anyone about the universe, and everyone just thinks you're a genius because of your hair. <laughs> <laughs> and number one, I, I can't believe no one had this person on their list at all, Michael Jordan. Oh. Too much work. Yeah, see, that's interesting. Yeah, the work but you part, get to uh, just be right about everything. You about vanquish all you your are. enemies. Yeah. And then once it's over, there's no work. You're just drinking until you're jaundiced and smoking cigars and <laughs> yeah. and yeah. laughing at old clips of yourself. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. That's a great one. That is a good one. Good list, Goldie. Yeah. Boy, yours had jokes. It had thoughtfulness. It had <laughs> everything. <laughs> like a wonderful Pixar film. Um <laughs> Uh, JC, what do you have for okay, us next so week? So next week, top five movies about time travel. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, I think we all have number one the same already. Maybe. We better. We better. <laughs> um, that's, a, that's great. I love thinking about movies. Walter Mitty? <laughs> no. <laughs> or Schmitty? <laughs> Schmitty. Uh, all right. Those were, those were fun lists, and that yes. sounds like a fun list next week. And we usually end each week on a high note. 
a little bit different this week. It seems like a little uh, inappropriate, perhaps. And we, the, frankly, the high note was the fact that we all got out here and did the show. And the high note is all of you listening. So yeah. thank you for doing that. Thank you, too, for being awesome. And we thank will you. talk to you again next week. We know, we know.